Hello and welcome to Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you on your journey to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. This is your host, Beck Mylonis, High Priestess, Channel, and Activator. Join me on this series as I share reflections, insights, and channel transmissions from my journey of walking the initiation path. Each episode is a unique transmission containing supportive frequencies to facilitate the deepest healing, activation, and reconnection with your soul. I invite you to open your mind and set the intention to receive this episode into your heart space. Let's go. Welcome back, beautiful souls, to another episode of Cracked Open a podcast guiding you to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. With me today, I have the beautiful, why does it say Alexandria? I thought your name was Alexandra. Now I'm confused. Your fucking, your Instagram says Alexandra and this says Alexandria in the bio that you send me. It's Alexandria, like literally. Has it always been Alexandria? Oh my God. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding? I'm looking at this for the first time. I have always just like, my brain has always read it as Alexandra. That is so funny. Oh my God. Wow. Well, what a way to start that episode. So I'm like here trying to read her bio, but it's Alexandria Kenyon, who is a soul translator, psychic medium, rewilding photographer, and spiritual development mentor here to help people anchor their higher selves into present time. Alex and I met online and it was really random. I don't even know who added who or like how... I don't, we just suddenly you're on my feed. And one day I think we started messaging and this was when I was in Costa Rica going through a lot of stuff and you were going through this massive upheaval. We just connected briefly before I'm starting this. And we were talking about how our Saturn returns kicked us in the ass. And I think we came together at this moment where both of our Saturn returns were really, really hitting us with some shit. So this is something that we're definitely going to talk about today. Um, But every time we connect, we seem to be moving through the same stuff. Um, We co-created a beautiful podcast episode on her podcast, which is you need to, it's conscious connection. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Conscious connection. Um, And that was amazing because literally like everything I was going through, she was going through. And it was really funny too, because she popped into my mind of like, you should message her about getting on a podcast with her. I've seen that she's doing a podcast and she contacted me out of the blue and I was like, there you go. We are aligned. It's a ping. It's a ping. So I would love for you to introduce yourself, my love introduce some of the work that you do and what got you to this point where you're here sitting with me today it's a really big question but you can answer that whatever way you desire to um doing this work and leading your mission in such a fierce and beautiful way thank you so so much I'm so happy to be here on your podcast I'm just like I love watching it unfold and you're like I'm just gonna do this and I was like yeah so much fun so Thank you for having me. Let me pull my microphone over here so you guys can hear me. I'm Alexandria with an I, like the city in Egypt. (laughs) And I am a psychic. I am a soul translator. And that to me is basically like, I can see your soul and translate it through different mediums. I have a background in intimate photography, boudoir photography. I call that rewilding photography now. And so that's one medium in which I translate people's souls. And I also do readings and intuitive coaching. Um, let's see, how did I land here in this uh <laughs> in this body? Well, 
there was a time before birth where I decided to come in. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so basically, almost we're four and a half years in now. Uh, my mom committed suicide and it broke me open um, to the divine, to the other side. It was the trauma. It was the trauma for me that really, really cracked me open. And um, from there, I started talking to angels and opening up my channel. And then I opened up too much, too quickly and had a psychotic episode, (laughs) fun times, Um, you know, near death many times through this process. And what I had realized was I was so, can I cuss on this podcast? Okay, great. I was so fucking ungrounded and um, I didn't know how to be in my body. And I had realized I had this like massive moment um, that I realized kind of at the time when you and I had connected where I was like, I already am ascended. What is this weird energy where I'm so obsessed with coming out of my body I live out of my body (laughs) like this is like where I exist my frequency naturally vibrates higher than this body and so I started started this process that I like to say is descension it's like coming into my body and and actually learning to love the human experience um (laughs) and I will say after four, four years, four and a half years of, of learning how to expand my capacity to my, my nervous system's capacity, I am really starting to enjoy earth. It's funny. <laughs> and how that's that pretty happens. much it. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute. I love, I love that. Literally this morning, it's always fucking perfect, right? I had this realization yesterday. I've been moving through this whole thing about like calling in more of my masculine and like grounding the chaos of my experience, my feminine and realizing that a lot of the patterns and even in how my spirituality has been manifesting has been very chaotic and like drama cycles and like unregulated nervous system and rah, 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 right. And so I fucking love that the first thing that we're going to talk about is nervous system regulation. And I love that you're a pro at this because everything that you were saying, I was like, I completely relate to that. And I've been talking to some people in my field recently about Kundalini and that can be really ungrounded and it can be like quite extreme where you feel like you're victimized by the process, like you have no control over it. And there's definitely taken me to the depths and I'm so grateful for my Kundalini and what she's taught me and, you know, what Shakti has awoken in me, but I'm getting to a point in my life where I am like, this needs to be easier. (laughs) This needs to be grounded. This is not practical. I cannot be exploding all the fucking time going through these highs and lows and this manic state. Right. And to me, I recognized that that was what I was patterned with at a young age. My mom had a a huge breakdown last night and it was like exactly what I'd been going through as a child. Like she, as in like what she would go through this huge manic, like um, melt, it was a meltdown. And she was like in comprehensible what she was saying she wasn't making sense she was shaking she was screaming she was like it was full on like a manic manic breakdown right and I realized I was um, subjected to that all the time growing up is that's normal it's normal to have these huge explosions and blah like be like completely like that and then be in bed for three weeks and then be manic and doing all the fucking things being super mom and then having this explosion like that was the cycle that I've gotten used to in that drama cycle. Like when I was connecting to the frequency of money yesterday, 
Um, it shows up in every aspect of my life and my money, my relationship with money, like it's really good. And then it's really bad. It's really chaotic. My relationships with men, like they really want me and then they really don't want me. And there's this uncertainty and there's emotionally un unavailable, un emotional unavailability. And it shows up in every state of my life. And I'm reaching this point, And we were talking about our Saturn return, which we're definitely going to get into where over the past week, I've realized, yeah, it gets to be fucking good to be human. You get to feel good. You get to feel joyful. And I just had enough. I had like reached this point where I was like, I've had enough of this being hard. <laughs> I've had enough of the, the suffering and the chaos and the drama and the destruction. So I would love for you to weigh in on all of that and tell us, you know, you said you're doing this course on nervous system regulation, what that means, right? Because mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a term that's thrown around, right? And mm -hmm. I'm by no means an expert on this. I've done some of my own research on, on what it means to have a, nerv a nervous system that is regulated, but how can people understand their nervous system, understand how it's been kind of wired in a certain way. Like, so for me, for instance, this chaos, this cycle of highs and lows and how, and what are some practices that they can do to bring that in balance? So also telling us about how you, you know, reach that point would be amazing. Oh yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. And I also have a similar match that I'm, I'm clearing as we're talking about where my mom was very manic, very depressive bouncing between the two things, had addictions, all that kind of stuff. And so I'll say that my nervous system was uh, very, 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 very dysregulated my whole entire life. I didn't have what we call a window of tolerance to be present with the world. And so I'll talk a little bit about the nervous system and I will say I'm still learning. So just... <laughs> It's a, it's a process, but it blends because my Saturn return started with a massive, um, nervous system lesson. I had an ex-partner who was an addict because I, my pattern is that I date people who I want to fix. I have a caregiver, uh, <laughs> archetype and, um, one of my ex-partners uh, was in recovery and had given me um, some CBD gummies that were like Delta eight and synthetic. I don't do any drugs. My, I'm so fucking sensitive. Holy shit. You give me a, a drop of a like plant, like essence. And I'm like, I'm on a trip. Um, and so she had given me two of these gummies that I thought were just peach candies. I disassociated, blew out of my body, went into absolutely dorsal um, dorsal vagal, which is, is, is the low end of basically feigning for death in your nervous system. It's like, when we play possum, our body goes into like, I can't fight. I can't flight. I'm freezing in terror. And so I'm just going to prepare to die. It's a freeze so, response, right? Like that's what, yes, you call it's the freeze. freeze exactly. It's the freeze response. And so if that freeze response, if we can't get back to our window of tolerance, if we can't, move that through our body. We don't have the techniques. Um, we'll go into something called the dorsal, the dorsal vagal. And so this is the, um, hold on a cough. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Nervous system's like, you talking about me? You talking about the vagus nerve? I'm like, I am. Um, and so we'll go into this process like a possum would do where we feign death in order to survive. And I was in this state of being, this dorsal, which was 
essentially felt like a psychosis. Psychosis. I had lost control and I was preparing to die. There was too much. My nervous system had too much. I was moving. I was getting separated from my partner of eight years. I was dating women for the first time. There was just so much that was happening um, that I just completely shut down. And I, at some, at that point was like, commit me like literally, because I'm not only do I have a sensitive nervous system, I'm a trans channel. So when I'm not in control of my actual vessel, oh fuck, it's not great. It's not a good look for anyone. So I had beings like (laughs) telling me all this stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, great. So luckily I got out of that. And how I got out of that was breath work. Um, So when you're in that dorsal state, okay. So just to break it down, because we don't have graphics here. There are three kind of states, and this is based off of polyvagal theory. So for people listening, you might might know as your parasympathetic nervous system, this is kind of the space of like, I'm good, everything's great. Para means before, before. So when you're activated or triggered, you're in your sympathetic. So these are the two things that we know. Now, when it comes to, um, oh my gosh, polyvagal theory, we've got three. We've got the dorsal, which is low. We've got our ventral vagal, which is kind of where we want to be. We're engaged. We're connected. We're social. We can have conversations. We can share our feelings. That's where you want to be. And then you have um, your activated um, sympathetic state, which would be panic, rage, terror, fight, flight, freeze up there. So you've got three. A lot of people know about the activation, but they don't know about the dorsal. The dorsal is that feigning death, shame, despair, like I can't get out. It would be that, that feeling of laying in bed for three weeks. That's, that's definitely a dorsal state of being. And so with dorsal, we need to upregulate. We need to move. We need to move that energy. And when we're in that sympathetic state, we need to downregulate breathing. And, and this all is based off of our heart rate variability. When we breathe in, our heart rate goes up. When we breathe out, our heart rate goes up. And so when we're breathing in and we hold our breath and we're stuck in panic and we don't actually exhale, our whole body, our our organs, our um, diaphragm gets sucked up and then that creates panic. And I just, it's so funny. Uh Like I... (laughs) My Kundalini awoke after I was listening to a lot of Joe Dispenza. It also was very spontaneous, but his process for awakening the Kundalini is literally like squeezing everything and then holding your fucking breath as you're pulling it. Right. So I did this every day for like two years. And now it's like, I'm trying to train myself to not do that automatic breathing pattern. Cause it's like, I sit down to meditate and my, I automatically go to hold my breath a lot. Like I'm not breathing. And then all the energy is like building and building and building. And I'm like, fuck, I'm like putting myself into this like <laughs> dysregulated fucking state where I'm like on a high, what was, what was the term for it? You said the high end of it. Sympathetic. You're in a sympathetic. sympathetic. Yeah. 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 Like literally creating that physiology in my body through this breath work. So it's great to activate you when you're in, like you said, dorsal, but doing yeah. that all the time when you're already fucking activated, not helpful. Sorry, I had to interject. Please. Some people like for me, I tend to, we have a window. Okay. And we have edges when we're in our like ventral vagal, which is the middle, you guys, we're like calm. We're cool. We're collected. We can make decisions. Our prefrontal cortex is on. Like, this is huge. When I tell people, like when you're in sympathetic, 
your literal Broca's area of your brain turns off and you literally don't have the ability to actually like create sentences such your languaging center. So when you're mad, you can't practice nonviolent communication because you're fucking triggered. No shit. Anyway, so, <laughs> so what it sounds like is that yes, some breath work, I, I am a breath work practitioner as well, who is becoming trauma-informed because of this, <laughs> is that when we want to come up and out of the body, we tend to activate ourselves out. And then there's like a level of disassociation that happens with that. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, I come out of my body, I astral project. I'm like, bye. <laughs> this is great. Um, but yes, um, sympathetic. We we don't always want to be activating ourselves. We actually want to be calming ourselves, especially with that Kundalini. I had a, uh, a past, uh, boyfriend who had a Kundalini experience and he was sharing and I was like, Oh my God, I had something so similar. And the parallels between the nervous system, I was like, we were both like, Whoa, this is wild because of yeah. the, the body aspect that's really missing from this, th- the science aspect. And yeah, the groundedness, right? The fucking yeah. the Shiva, the masculine. It's so funny. I we saw this need post. Structure. <laughs> I saw this post from my friend yesterday, and I like was slightly triggered, but I was like, "Oh, there's truth to it." Because my, like I said, my Kundalini's always been very extreme. I've had extreme body reactions, like speaking in tongues, fucking manic states, all the stuff, and also the extreme bliss and ecstasy. Anyway, this post was like, "If your Kundalini is on like intense or ungrounded." it means you need to do practices to ground it. And it's like spiritual performative. Like it's, it's a spiritually performative thing. And like, why, why you have to question, like, why is it manifesting like this? And so after my mom's breakdown yesterday, I was like, Oh, because that's all that I know. Like I only know intensity and the work for me. And I've spoken about this a lot and I'm still working on it. Like, obviously there's a lot of work for me to do is cultivating that masculine, that presence, that calm, that peace, that objectiveness that groundedness and I've always been really fucking um (laughs) avoidant of any grounding practices I hated yoga for the longest time like I was like grounding is boring like well I don't want that because it's not stimulating that reaction which I'm so (laughs) addicted to obviously so it's like now I'm having to train myself even in my meditation this morning I usually like I said I do that breath work and I pull it all up and I'm in the bliss state for an hour and a half and that's great but now it's time for me to not do that and to train myself to like, so I was literally focusing on um, like bringing all the energy into my bones and into the earth and like anchoring and bringing it down. And at the end of that meditation, I didn't feel elated or excited or like connected to all the fucking things or pleasurable or any of that stuff, but I felt calm. Like I feel mm. like, oh, I can human today instead of most days when I finish meditation, it's like, well, let's see what happens. I'm either going to be supercharged and like manic, or I'm going to be in bed crying and I have no control over it. Right. Um, so it was really interesting that it triggered me. And I was like, why is this triggering me? And I think there's truth in it. And I think it's time for me to master my energy to this whole new level. Um, so just my personal standpoint on that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. It makes a lot of sense too, because like when you're used to being really, really activated, like as a person who has a lot of childhood trauma, like my whole life has been survival. And so when you're used to like being in high states of like freeze all the time, especially being in a female body, like, of course you don't want to slow down because you're going to have to like, you're afraid you're going to have to go. We don't want to go where we're scared to go because we're afraid we're going to go. For me, I'm afraid I'm going to go into dorsal and die essentially. (laughs) 
we don't realize because when our capacity in the middle is not wide enough, we go from sympathetic to dorsal. And that's to me um, and other psychological practitioners, uh, what bipolar is, is the bouncing between those two states without having an actual window of capacity in the middle. And so it was so fucking liberating for me as somebody who has a mother who's bipolar and blah, and all, I'm like, holy fuck, my nervous system has no, I need more capacity. I need more tolerance. How do I do that? Um, as you're talking as well, as a fellow trans channel, fuck yeah, you pull so much energy in. Of course, you're going to be like, the grounding is going to be hard for you. It was extremely hard for me until I got into a psychic training program. They made me do it every single fucking day for a year. And I was like, damn it. And also as, as a psychic sensitive being, um, a lot of the times the grounding practices of like putting your feet on the earth, breathing into your body doesn't work because we're not grounding our energy points. We're not actually grounding from our clairvoyance. That's the powerful grounding is grounding. Explain, let's explain, okay. explain okay. what and let's how that is. Do it. Yeah. Okay. You're yeah. like, yes, give us the tool, Alex. Give it to me. <laughs> give me the fucking grounding. <laughs> okay. So most people obviously know that what a grounding cord is, but for the people who don't, we want to be grounding our root chakra to the center of the planet. The center of the planet is the root chakra of the earth. We want to be grounding our energy field to the highest vibration of earth that we can ground to. So some days if I'm dealing with ancestral trauma, I'm, I'm in the molten lava core. And some days when I'm like a fucking psychic being, and I'm like, let's fit dimensional fucking like crystalline core it up. So what we want to do, and we'll just kind of run through this is close our eyes. And from that center of head where we're like activating that, uh, I always say this word wrong. Cause every time I think of the pineal, oh, pineal, I did it. See, so proud of myself. My human's like, yeah. Proud of you um, the pineal <laughs> we're sitting in that center of head like that's where we want and then we want to visualize something to ground with and so everyone's like ground with the cord of light that's fucking great I ground with fucking Cheetos because they're funny the more amusement we can have the more we can ground and a lot of the times before we can actually kind of get that to work it takes a lot of it takes practice every day I visualize a new grounding cord like the other day I grounded with an iceberg. And what I did is I just put that image and then put it into the base of my sign and dropped it to the center of the planet and like made sure it was secure on both sides, dropped it in. And then I actually allowed it to release. <laughs> That's the key. If you don't actually allow your energy field and we also can ground our aura too, like we'll, we'll tuck our aura into that. If you don't ground your energy field, and you're a trans channel, like you're fucking everywhere. It's chaos. No, yeah, of course. Oh my God. So I energetically One, one that I was visualizing was an anchor that was really helping me, yes. like a big fucking heavy anchor. And I was Fuck, like, yeah. soul anchor, psh, go down. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, clip that in. And so because you're in a female body, I, I was trained by men. And I also have a, a female mentor who went through the same program as, as me. Um, we might want to actually ground our, our female space our womb and our ovaries and our cervix. 
that's where the fucking power is. <laughs> if you want to be ungrounded, I have an un- like if you just just let the fucking feminine center pop off, that shit is crazy. So we want to pussy extend- is the portal. <laughs> Holy shit! So I extend that energy up into my cervix, and then I I just attach it. And what we're doing is we're just postulating. We're just imagining. If everyone who's like I'm not clairvoyant on here, we're just imagining. We're pretending. We're playing. Because the energy of play is so much better. And so I'm like, okay, like if today I want to ground with a Cheeto, fuck it, let's go. And then, um, yeah, we, we move that up into our cervix. And then I like to bring it up and just kind of ground out the ovaries. And then I click my lever into release and I say, here you go, Gaia, have fun. It's really interesting. As you were doing that, I was practicing it. So I was imagining my, yeah. I mean, I do this, but I need to do it more often. I don't do it every day. So that's on me, <laughs> but I literally <laughs> could feel <laughs> it's like, you know what to do back. Why aren't you fucking doing it? Maybe because I like drama. Um, I, I did <laughs> I that and I really, <laughs> I released this anchor and literally as I did it and I released, I felt my whole body pull back and go straight. Like literally something pulled back my body and my chakras aligned. And I felt like, oh, I can sit up now. Like I'm being pulled, there's this gravity pulling me back. It's so interesting. And there's buzzing in my ears. So they're like, you're onto something. Um, But that's so interesting. I just want to remind you too, just because um, I also love the drama, I'm a Leo, but it's actually, it doesn't look like it's drama for you as to why you don't ground. It looks like, okay, you're fucking powerful. Okay. Could you imagine if you were actually grounded and could take grounded action on this? That's earth? what I'm. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> that's yeah, what I've been yeah, clearing. Like, exactly. Like, so it's it's, it's this this energy blockage like between your earth and your your um first layer, and uh, and that root chakra. So it's actually not you. It's the energy around you saying, "Holy fuck, she's really powerful." What would that be like? like coming in and kind of blocking that grounding cord. So yeah, it might take a while to kind of get that visualizing it and moving that and clearing that and being with that, but it's not you because you're dramatic. I mean, I love a drama, Thank but oh, I it's, love that. it's, it's yeah. other energy. Please. Do you know how many fucking beings like to pl- like, to like come into my grounding cord and like, Oh, let's unground her and see what happens. Like, I'm like, fuck you. I want to clear you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done yeah. with your shit. So- I think it's um interesting because yesterday I was or the other day before whatever as I was moving through all this stuff and I was feeling all my fucking power and I was like I am done and I recorded this whole thing this podcast about being fucking done with like turning my power down and if the earth can't handle me I don't give a fuck you can catch up to me right and I had this whole moment of like I am not fucking dimming my light anymore I'm not dimming my power I'm not turning myself down um so it's really interesting you're saying that because like I feel like I've reached a point now where I'm like I'm not fucking I'm not resisting my power and yeah. So it's interesting. Now I just need to like deal with these fuckers. Thank you. Let's get a yeah. little read on here, guys. It's amazing. We yeah. love a psychic. <laughs> yeah, we do love a psychic. We love a trained clairvoyant. Um, yeah. So I think that that practice would really, really help you. It's, it's, um, it's fucking vital to me mm-hmm. just, and you'll notice too, as you practice, it took me about a month to get it down. And I used to put a new grounding cord in. I'm not joking. Probably every 30 minutes or so. Cause I'd get triggered and I'd be like, fuck. So I just ground it out and I would just be like, okay, guy, this is yours. I, I checked the connection points every day. Like I'll check mine right now. I don't know what the fuck is happening. Where is it? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's okay to ground and be here in your vessel. Um, because Amazing. That's, where we have, yeah. that's where we have the power. 
That's yeah. where we have the power to physically manifest. It's also like, I think there's this resistance to be in our bodies, especially as women, because it can, it can be unsafe. Like we've learned that it's not safe to be in our bodies. So we want to escape. So if anyone is having, I just really want to get as many practical tools as I can out in this episode, because I like to talk about this shit and I'm like, yeah, but that's great. But how do you fucking like, you know, <laughs> um, if you're having some sort of nervous system reaction, what are some practices you can do to bring back that safety to your body and like drop into that mid-level and expand your tolerance for that mid-level? Other than the uh, grounding cord and all of that, we would love, yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. Go, let's pop off. I love a little tool. We love practical tools here. Um, so step one is always becoming conscious to what's happening. So before we can use the tool, we need to become aware of where we're at. So activation can feel different in everybody's body. For me, I'll, I'll notice that I'm holding my breath. <laughs> <laughs> A big tool for noticing where you're at is something we like to call the sigh. Can you breathe in through your nose? Ah, notice that side. That's that's me being in my window of tolerance. The, ah. Now, if I was in dorsal, and if I was activated, like right, we want to we want to know what our body is saying. We want to listen to our body. So. Um, depending on where we're at, the first thing that I like to say is, um, pause, <laughs> pause. You don't have to slow down because a lot of people actually have fear of slowing down. Like there's that, if they've, if they've had trauma in stillness, they don't want to be still. If they've had trauma in action, they don't want to be active. These are the two things that are important. So I like to say it's a, it's a break time. We take a break. And so we get to a place that's safe enough. I know this world isn't safe all the time. That's why we have to do this work. So first tool is we're going to uh, we're gonna we're gonna find our find our awareness. We're gonna come into our body. So what we're gonna do is we're just gonna turn our head from left to right, really really slow, engaging. I'm blanking on the name right now because I'm mid-channel, but we're engaging the nerves. And what we're doing as we do this is our breath will begin to engage. And this is going to help us regulate our breath. So just notice if you're following along on the podcast, we're turning our, our head from left to right. There's my breath. Just re-engaging. It's saying hello to your vagus nerve, which controls everything, <laughs> everything in our body, our digestion, all of it, all the way up to our brain. So we're going to get our surroundings. We're going to start to orient. So we want to look at something in the space that we like. What we're doing is we're neurocepting safety. A lot of us who are sensitive beings are constantly neurocepting danger. <laughs> Me. I'm like, no, fuck that. No, that's why I'm such a good psychic. Cause I can neurocept trauma in someone so quick. I'm like, oh, there's that point right there. But we want to teach ourselves how to neurocept safety. So right now I'm looking in my room and I'm noticing what makes me feel 1% better. I'm never focusing on being hundred percent better. It's not reality. And I've noticed that I have a, a pink hot pink set of roses that captures my attention and I really like it. it feels good to my body so I notice that and I'm like okay so I stay there for a moment and then we're going to check behind us 
our body wants that safety. If we're running from something, we're not looking behind us. So we're going to check and see like, is, is someone chasing me? We want to like, the body is primitive. It doesn't fucking know what's going on. It's just, it's responding. So we're like, okay. Wow. And as we kind of turn the torso as well, we're, we're giving a nice stretch to our center line. Yeah. And then we just notice our exit points and this is creating safety so we can get to what's going on first. So I notice here's my exit point. If I want to leave this interview, I can close this computer and I can run down these stairs and I can get out of this house. I hope and you so, don't want to leave. <laughs> Please no, don't, don't abandon me. I will leave. You're triggering my abandonment work. <laughs> Why is everyone I love leave? Sorry, so wait, wait, like just really funny, 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 like interjection of like where my mom was having this meltdown yesterday. My dad was like, I'm going to take myself out of the room and leave because she'll calm down. And if I leave and I was like, good dad, do what you always did and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, your dad was probably at his capacity and he was like, I actually certainly was. <laughs> and, but the thing is, is that we actually need a healthy nervous system in those moments where we're we're spiraling out of our window to actually help us come down and co-regulate and breathe together and feel we can self-regulate. We can, but <laughs> it was, it was of- a joke, but it was funny. I was like, Oh, here he goes walking out the door and leaving me to deal with her. It was funny. I understood. Like, and plus my dad's got a, some cancer flaring up and he's like, I just don't want to be more stressed than I need to. And I totally, yeah. like, I totally understood why he walked out and it worked. It fucking worked. Like what he did work. Yeah, she calmed you, like, down. So I was like, okay. you, you, because you watched like your whole childhood play out in like five minutes. You're like, Oh, what a gift. What the <laughs> fuck? No wonder like, I okay, feel like the masculine abandons me. <laughs> she has an emotion or a feeling or a sensation or a trigger that overwhelms her. She goes all the way up and activates really big explosive energy. Your dad is like, I can't, I don't know how to handle this. And he leaves. She's told now she has a story. Probably I'm abandoned. I always had to do this myself, which creates this hyper independence and then swings her back into despair and shame and all this shit. You know, I have a serious abandonment wound. <laughs> First of all, from fucking source, how dare you? <laughs> which I had to look at. Which I think we all fun. have that one. We all yeah, have that we one all to do some degree. Because we're Fuck like, you, Sky Daddy. The fuck is this shit? Why am I here? And um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm uh, women, I want to say collectively, women have been taught that if we have emotions, which are healthy, healthy anger, healthy flight, like healthy emotional expression that we're going to get abandoned because the masculine doesn't know how to hold it. So what we're doing is teaching our own masculine how to fucking hold it, which is grounding and amazing. And, and so yeah. Orienting to the space. And then I'll just give you a quick one real quick to like, just, we want to shake out the excessive energy. If we're not moving, like if you are getting panicky, there's been so much, uh, information around being still and calm. That's fucking really masculine. Um, we're going to shake it out. So we want to shake it out, like start to shake out some of that energy, move your body like truly. And so one of the, one of the things that I was doing in the parking lot of Barnes and Noble today, if anyone knows what that is, it's a bookstore. 
um, because I was so fucking activated because I was in the store today and someone was caught stealing something and there was a whole fucking thing. And I was like listening to like Taylor Swift in my fucking headphones. And I was like, oh, is something happening? And my nervous system was like responding. I was like, oh, there's violence. Cool, cool, cool. All right, great, great, great. So I was a little activated. So we want to move our hands just kind of crossing the body. See how my breath just re-engaged? We want to re-engage the breath because the exhale is what's bringing our heart rate down and that's getting us into a window of safety. So if you're really activated, focus. This is the best tip. Focus on your exhales. That's it. Make your exhale longer than your inhale. So if you're like doing meditation, your new goal, if you're an activated person is to focus on your exhales. And I'm an inhale focuser because I love a good... <laughs> so the, it's like a snort. <laughs> um, but yeah, that would be, those would be my tips. So just cross the body with your arms. If you're feeling angry, a good claw. Let, we gotta allow ourselves to feel it in the moment and let ourselves come to completion with that or else it gets stuffed down and down and down. Which I love that. I love that. And that movement that you were just, it's so funny. When I started like I got over my resistance to being in my body and doing these body practices. I started doing a lot of like primal movement. And I, one of the intuitive things I felt to do was like the reaching the like, like, and then even like, I mean, you're not going to see this if you're not on video, but like putting my hands up like this and then like twisting, twisting and exhaling and it fucking helps. Like it's amazing. So I love that. The second thing I wanted to add into that was I was listening to this podcast yesterday um, around similar kind of themes. And the woman was saying, about reclaiming that anger or whatever that is in a healthy way. So that anger can be like, get the fuck out of my space and I'm putting my boundary, right? <laughs> that anger that you didn't express, like for me as a child, um, I would blow up back at her, right? But it wasn't being respected. So I need to express that anger of like, you are in my space now invading my fucking boundaries. And I've said no, and I've said no. And I need to have this anger come out in a productive way because it's there and it's wanting to be heard. And it's really, it can be really powerful, like anger, can be such a fucking potent tool for getting shit done. I noticed yesterday I was angry at some person in my life and <laughs> I was felt feeling the fire and feeling the fire. So I put on some fucking hardcore rap and I put on some Marilyn Manson and I just got myself really into that angry state, that fire. And I was like, fuck it. <laughs> like, fuck it. I'm not like, I don't care. Like, I'm not like, fuck it. You know, like that rebel, that inner rebel, that anger of like, I'm setting my boundaries. I'm affirming myself. I'm going to let this anger be productive and use it. And I then went and channeled a whole bunch of content and I was using that really productively. So it's like, can we reclaim those emotions that we've been suppressing in a healthy way or that we've been told were too much or like, can we release them in a way that's productive and not just like blasting that person with all of the anger because that's not going to help, right? Like, can we have some, and she was talking about, you know, hitting a pillow or screaming, all the things that we're told to do when people start, um, practitioners start teaching us about regulation and the somatic release of that anger in a productive way. Boxing for me, kickboxing. When I'm pissed, I head to the gym and I just smash the fuck out of a bag, put on some Marilyn Manson, put on some like fucking hectic Rage Against Machines, another really good one. And I just smash it. And I feel so much more grounded and calm afterwards. So it's, it's really healthy to express this is what I'm saying. And it's not a bad thing. Like we feel guilt and shame around, oh, I shouldn't be angry. I shouldn't be wanting to kill everyone in my field right now. I shouldn't be feeling violent, but we can express that in a healthy way. 
Amazing. Thank you. Beautiful insights there. Let's change the directory a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about the Saturn return because some people, maybe they've gone through it and it will give them some understanding or closure of what the fuck just happened to them for three, four years, depending on kind of like how it is. So first I'll explain what the Saturn return is for those who don't know what that is. The Saturn return is when Saturn, the planet of Saturn returns to the place where it was when you were born. And this happens for me, it started happening. I think I was 27 and a half. Most people it's around 28 for two, around two years. It can be up to three years. For me, it's just closing and I just turned 30, right? So I was sat in an Aquarius as were you. It's been a really fun one because we've also been like on that wave of the collective fucking Saturn return as well, moving into this age of Aquarius. So, you know, we definitely were tactical in how we chose to incarnate. That's for fucking sure. Um, and for me, Saturn is the Lord of Karma, right? Um, he's the task master, master. He's the daddy kind of like making sure, are we learning our shit? Are we on track to fulfill our purpose? Are we dealing with all the karmic injustices that we've created and are we balanced, right? And Saturn can also bring rewards. So he's not like, I <laughs> had an astrology reading with a woman the other day and she's like, Saturn is like right there on your ascendant line. He's right there with your rising. He's always going to be up in your shit like riding your ass and you just got to get used to him. And I was like, fuck, I thought it would be done because I'm like finishing my set return. She was like, no, babe, get used to it. Right. And my relationship to it was that it was going to be punishment. Like he can punish, he can. Right. And so in a Saturn return, a lot of people see marriages collapsing, huge career trajectories, like moving house, like going through breakdowns, going through like a midlife crisis, not really midlife, but like around that time, huge pivotal changes, changes in career, that sort of stuff to be like, are you on track? And I'm going to collapse anything that's not on track. But on the flip side of that, you can experience some rewards. Like if you've been doing the work, the rewards start to come through. So talk to me about your certain return. And we have another one and I think it's around 50 something. Uh, so it's like every 27, 28 years. And so it's going to happen again. And I'm, I'm really hoping that next time this rocks around, I've, <laughs> I've got my shit together. But um, yeah, talk, 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 talk to me about yours. Okay. Yeah. So I, I hear you, Saturn. So Saturn to me in, in this journey has really been me making friends with Saturn, because like you said, we can refer to Saturn as like the punisher, but it's really us who punishes ourselves when we set a goal because Saturn's all about long-term game. Like he's a long-term game. You're going to work hard, but you're going to get a reward when you put the effort in. And so Saturn in Aquarius to me was really about getting my shit together around, because I have it in the 12th house. So... <laughs> isolation um 12th house is about uh enemies and also about uh it's it's a psychic house and uh isolation all this good yummy stuff and so yeah during my Saturn return I learned uh why I was psychic like it started with that episode that like really kind of gave me PTSD and I had to learn how to come out of that I left a marriage of, uh, at the time it was seven, eight years. And then I moved myself to, so I did a, <laughs> had a nervous breakdown. And then I, uh, Sorry, I was just checking left. Saturn for me. It's also in the 12th house. Like that's why I was oh! like, she on it? Yeah, I was like, what house is it? It's in the 12th house. Oh, so, well, welcome yeah. to hell. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Do you have a Pisces? Of course, of course. 
No, I, it's literally like it's 22 degrees of Aquarius. Oh. So it's like, and it's right next okay. to my sun and my ascendant line. My ascendant is Aquarius. So it's funny as fuck. Okay. As you were saying that, I was like, I have to check. I feel like we're, we have the same it's one. It's the 12th yeah. house. Yeah. So basically pure death. This is probably why we, we resonate and we're going through the same shit because our transit was the same. Because I think mine's 20, 27. My, okay. So we're having this podcast episode. My Saturn is on my Saturn tomorrow direct. So I'm in my window right now. So I'm experiencing all the fun, really fun things that I've worked really hard to like be independent. And that's what Saturn taught me is like, how do I be in the world? Saturn was like, bitch, you can't go around like being this Pisces rising mutable, like fucking taking on everyone's energy. Like you're going to die. So Saturn was like, we need to teach you how to live. That's really what the, what the game was. But yeah. So wait, wait, wait. Never... So now, no, I just want to confirm. Like, so sure. it's the twenty fourth of February, right? So yours has just gone like direct. So mine, mine would have like... been like prior, like a couple of weeks. I'm just trying to like piece this yes. together of the things that I've been moving through and like see where you're yes. at and be like, oh, girl, you have so much to look forward to because fuck, like now I'm like, ah! I yeah, know. A couple I'll weeks. Be, I'll be thirty in July, but my Saturn is um like it's right like literally tomorrow. It is in the degree that I was born with it. So I'm. I'm in the window. So I'm like, it's like a two week kind of window. So you probably went through it a few weeks ago. Um, so yeah. Um, but everyone who has, it doesn't really matter the degree Saturn is in Aquarius. So it's transiting that house. So it's about to move out of that. I don't know the direct date March. It's about to go into Pisces and then I'm fucking done. So I've never been so happy in my life. Um, so yeah, divorce moved to Asheville. Um, then I moved into a place where it was really noisy. I, I barely survived that. I lost a house to a flood. That was fun. Um, <laughs> and then um, moved in here, uh, found my psychic mentor, and then things started going correctly when I uh, started going to psychic school. <laughs> that was it. It was Spirit's like, like I, you're on the trajectory now. You're it's doing like, what wow, you honey, Saturn was like, good fucking job. You're doing the work, babe. You're being rewarded. So there, there was a lot of rewards. Um, everyone I dated was a Capricorn, which is also ruled by uh, Saturn. It was fucking hilarious. My dad's also a Capricorn. So I was like, wow, father wound, mother wound. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, really, really, I would say the explanation of it as Saturn and Aquarius in the 12th was mastering my psychic abilities as well as like learning about my nervous system and being in the world and being in the world in my unique way Aquarius is so fucking eccentric and unique and I'm I'm eccentric and unique and how do I do that I I, the whole time I'm like screaming so loudly I'm a psychic but yeah um for those of you with Saturn and Pisces um you're up next And I guess the advice that I would give you is the more resistance you have, Saturn's going to teach you anyway. It's just what he does. You can be friends with him or you can be enemies. You get to pick like, and things are going to happen that are going to set you up for the long term. Like right now I'm at the peak of my Saturn return. My ex-husband, we're not fully divorced yet. Like three weeks ago was like, I'm ready to get fully divorced. I'm like, fuck. Saturn also rules like teeth and health. And so I'm like, I'm going to lose my health insurance. I'm going to have to like be an adult now. It's it's really this transition into adulthood and everywhere where you thought that you couldn't show up for yourself, it's going to ask you to show up and uh, it's okay. It's going to, it's going to take its time. Saturn is a slow moving planet. And so it, it gave me grace. It gave me grace. I, I have had a 
uh, intuitive coaching business for the past few years. So I've been working, but I've, I've been fully supported. And so I'm like, oh, okay. There was grace for this in this process. Uh, I'm making the right choices. I actually don't really believe in right or wrong choices, but I'm making choices that somehow are for the highest good of my soul and where my soul has plotted me to go. And so, yeah, that, that was really, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, um, I remember when my Saturn return started and I had a read from one of my friend on my astrology chart and she said, fuck, like not only just Saturn, but all the alignments, my soul had tactically chosen to set myself up in like two or three years of intense fucking work, intense mm-hmm. healing, intense purging, intense initiations for 10 years. Basically, I was setting myself up for 10 years of just cruising was basically what I was doing. I was like, let's get this all fucking done now in this most intense <laughs> way possible. So then I can just cruise. And um, what I find super interesting, I'm having a woman come on and do astrology. I think tomorrow or the next day, I'm really excited about that, but people don't believe in astrology. And then you look at the chart and it's like the, how tactical it is, the divine fucking mastery in our chart. And like the how our soul knows it like knows what energies we need at certain times and then what alignments and what energies we're working with and whatever that is. And our chart is made up of all of these things and transits and transits and and for specific periods of time that we're like going to come up against collectively or whatever that is, energies moving through whatever that is to have this huge transformation and to step into our soul um, mastery into our soul gifts into our purpose right into our soul expression and so it's just so ta- I can't it just baffles me every time whenever I'm like I'm going to check out what the astrology is doing and it aligns with everything that I've been going through everything that's been lit up in my chart every single fucking time and I'm like why do I ever doubt this why do I ever doubt this like it's it's crazy so I would recommend for those of you who don't have familiarity with your own chart, you know, get a read, like learn about this stuff. It's super important. What other, while we're here talking about astrology, what other do you think planets are really important to like know? Um, I know you're really into astrology. So I'm just curious, what other things do you like keeping a track of? To me, Chiron is another one. Like, where is your Chiron? Yeah. Where's your Chiron? Leo. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Well, it's it's pretty generational. I think Chiron is is, is generational, generational, but yeah, you know, Chiron and Leo to me is all about kind of like this wound of like uh, being performative. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, oh, how do I show up in my fullness, my greatness? I'm not good enough. Pictures, the kind of energy. Um, big placements for me that that have changed my life and you know, I'll say this too, like astrology is a tool. And I think that everything that we relate to, I had a really good friend. I swear this is her life's work and I'm leaving her legacy behind. She says, we wear everything like a loose robe. So though my sat, like my, my astrology chart right now is so fucking potent. I'm like, oh my God, this is so resonant. Um, I like to be open to, to all things. Um, but yeah, I think the placements that, uh, for me have been the biggest teachers have been my moon in Scorpio in the eighth house, <laughs> which is basically the moon is in, is in fall in Scorpio fall. Yeah. And, uh, the moon does not want to be in Scorpio. The moon likes comfort. The moon does not want to transform. And so that is why I'm an emotional alchemist. I, uh, also why growing up, I had the emotional capacity of a toddler until I was like 22 and started to learn how to have regulated emotions this is why I teach emotional regulation is my moon in Scorpio. So I love that our moon placement. 
really the core of like us. Like, I feel like I am a Scorpio. I swear, like I am. <laughs> I was listening to a Scorpio frequency and I didn't know. And I was like, fuck, this feels good in my body. And I was like, oh, it's Scorpio. You do like, have, okay. you do have Scorpio vibes. Like they come I'm- across really strongly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm a Scorpio, everyone. Yay. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm going to show, I'm going to be able to laser vision your fucking pain. And once we get it, we get it. It's a, and we're out. It's easy. And then it's us. It's us who makes it hard. We don't want to let go. And so another place, I mean, like fucking Jupiter, I guess. Like, I don't know, Venus. (laughs) They're all important where they are. And also, I don't know. I guess Saturn and I are besties now. So daddy and I are, we're on a trajectory because I have, I'm getting gains right now. So I'm like, fuck yeah, Saturn, show me the way. He's like, thank God your fucking nervous system is regulated for you to go out in society. Like for you, honey. I love that. Um, Before we connected, you were telling me about some of the karmic stuff that's going on. And I love talking about karmic relationships because they're so fun. (laughs) I'm just moving through one myself at the moment, which is, it's not as intense as previous ones have been. And I identified very early on, like I've, I've had so many soulmates show up and I'm getting really good at immediately identifying. Oh yeah, cool. And usually now the ones that I'm calling in also have that. We, there's a mutual, oh yeah, no, I feel this. And immediately I was like, right, what's here? <laughs> what do we need to clear? Let's fucking do it. I'm sorry. I apologize. Please forgive me. Let's release this shit and move on. Cause I don't want to do this again. Right. But for you, what's that been like? Like what's that period or like, what are you moving through right now in terms of like karmic relationships? Oh, Ooh. I'm just taking a breath. Because <sighs> we've been talking a lot about a lot. We just know for exhale. <laughs> um, well, right now, obviously, I'm completing a divorce. I'm coming into full completion of a what will be this year, 10 years with a person who's actually a fucking angel on this earth. And I love him and he's taught me unconditional love in so many ways. So that ending is okay. Um, but uh, how do I explain this? I am realizing that I had this wound of being a care a caregiver like I had this identity and I would be in extreme codependence with people because I had to be in extreme codependence with my mom who was an alcoholic in order to survive so I would attract people who were attracted to my light and my healing energy and and the charisma and the confidence and all that shit and then they would just kind of plug in and I would let them because that was how I got my identity. It was like, okay, this is what love is. And as I've been going through this psychic training program, which is a year long, it's a clairvoyant training program and it's a quantum leap every week. It's, it's challenging for sure. Um, I've been clearing up all the karma and I do it pretty quickly now. Um, so I'll get into a relationship with someone and I'll, I'll notice our karma and I'm like, okay, let me do the energy work on this. And like, Ooh, okay. You're vibrating in a lot of pain. And like, where are our matches? Can I clear my matches? And then boom. So I'll tell you this being an energy worker and, and, and some things last longer than the other, but most of my relationships that are karmic haven't lasted longer than a couple months these, these days, because I can do the energy work and I can move the energy and I can come to kind of completion um, but it's fucking devastating because I have to lose them all. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. 
to lose like about it, that it's really it's frustrating because so... like this there's this huge soul connection is this thing and then like me i shift really quickly too so it's literally uh, a couple weeks to a couple months and then they're gone and it's like because i up leveled and then maybe they didn't or like and then there's just like boop, and we go apart and i'm like fuck really <laughs> like whoa like a whiplash like what the fuck just happened right and it's like oh it's constant i understand that i totally get it yeah yeah my soul gets it my soul fucking gets it my human doesn't so I've been really allowing myself, like right now I'm in like funeral, Alex, though I'm wearing hot pink, by the way, like full, like, hold on, hold on. This is a Barbie color for me and I love it. Okay. Full hot pink outfit. Um, I'm in a funeral mode right now. I'm, I'm grieving this part of me who needed, needed to, needed to be integrated in order to take my next step of calling in a soulmate. Um, and I'm finally getting divorced. So I'm finally going to have the space to have one gonna be great um but my human is such a deep fucking feeler and regardless of me being able to do the energy work the grief still dysregulates me and takes me into the deep and so I'm learning how to be with that and also hold the joy and the consistency at the same time because they can both be here I can be happy and I am happy today and also grieving right now because I love to do everything at once a divorce uh kind of a separation with one of my other soulmates who is one of my dearest dearest friends and I just got out of a relationship that hasn't even had closure yet so I'm like fuck and I'm like Jesus Christ like I can see it I know why but my human still, it still hurts my human body and I don't want to hold it there. So I'm like, I'm going to feel it. And that's really the karmic lesson is like, can I, can I see this? And like, it's the, it's the clairvoyance, it's the psychicness and it's the somatic, it's the moving it through and, and coming into full completion and full funeral mode. It's burying, it's burying it and composting it. So the, fucking being a deep feeler I'm like this is a fucking nightmare I'm like you made me a trans channel and a deep feeler what the fuck I'm like no um but I love it honestly it's it's actually thank god thank god I'm me I, I, I love that but yeah these deep relationships everyone is leaving my life right now my best friend one of my best friends just moved an hour away it's just like we used to live two streets away I'm like why are you all fucking leaving me I can't handle this and spirits like you can you can I'm like <laughs> but you want to know what I'll say this spirit is fucking genius obviously the divine is like oh she's so silly holding on to all of her attachments when we're bringing her all this magical space for her to get her business correct to get her finances correct to get her life correct so she can have the space to call in sometimes when we set the energy of like soulmate in our lives everything that's in between us all of our crunchy crunchy pain comes up it's not a great time to move through that but once we can we're able to kind of vibrate in that that matching frequency yeah and it can feel like you're moving backwards or like how am I getting further away from this how how is this stuff showing up that is opposite to what I've asked to pull in but it's that process of releasing all of that stuff so thank you for weighing in on that. Is there anything else you, I feel pretty complete, but is there anything else you want to drop in with before we close this container? Oh, see, I'm so regulated. This is great. <laughs> um, no, I, I honestly feel really, really, really complete and so grateful to be here. And honestly, 
in my experience of even the last time I had you on my podcast, I wasn't even able to like ground my shit <laughs> during it. So I'm like, wow, I'm seeing the the reward of the work that I've been doing and the work that you've been doing. And I'm like, the fuck? We're doing great. Yeah. Yeah. We should just like annually or like bi-quarterly or like just catch up and be like, where you at girl? Where you at? Can I blast you with some shit and see if you get triggered? Yeah. It's great. I love, I love, we're super like trigger you. Why, Yeah. Sometimes these aren't like so conversational. Like I'm like, you can just talk for a while and then I'll talk for a while, but this has been great. Cause like, I just feel like we're so in sync, um, which I, I've always loved about you, true soulmates. So thank you for coming on. If anyone has listened to you speak and is like, I need to, um, <laughs> I need to find this woman. I need to talk to her. I need to like, see what she's all about. How can they do that? Okay. So weird, but like spirit is telling me to let you guys know I'm, I'm in Asheville, North Carolina, just so you know, I don't know why, because I'm sure people are going to be like, that's my key. Um, you can find me, uh, Instagram is probably the best place. My website has been under construction for a while and it will be (laughs) launching soon, but, uh, send me a little DM on Instagram. I teach a free, um, well, it's donation-based breathwork class every other week. Um, and so you can just link that through my Instagram. I'd love to DM you, connect all about what's your Instagram? Just maybe spell Alexandria A A N D R I Not Alexander. <laughs> Listen, like I like that is the god one of the 10,000 names of the goddess Isis. I am um, to keep in my eye. Um Alexandria.Kenyon, K-E-N-Y-O-N. And that is my Instagram. And I'm like, let me, let me leave my phone number. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can find but yeah, me. You can find me. You cannot Amazing. call me. Don't. Yeah. But we, we can voice memo on Instagram and that could be fun. Thank you so much, beautiful woman. I appreciate you. I love you. And to <sighs> everyone who has tuned in, if you have enjoyed this, please go ahead and leave us a rating and a comment on or a review, I guess you call it, on Apple Podcasts. It helps to get this message out to everyone. Share this with someone who is going through a Saturn return, who is ungrounded as fuck and needs some grounding <laughs> in their life. Um, and until the next time, beautiful souls, I love you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cracked Open. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend if this episode has served you in any way. For more information about the work that I do or to get in touch with me, read the show notes or head to beckmylonis.com. Until next time, beautiful soul.